Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. One through a party in the county jail. The prison band was there they began to wail. The band was jumping and the joint began to swing. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. It is 5 o'clock here in the Bayou City. Warm winds are really coming up now. Galveston Channel is northwest at 1. Eagle Point is variable at 1. And Morgan's Point, it's dead calm. Pretty much uh, what we've had all week. Well, yesterday morning, there was a little bit of west in the wind. You know, it kind of puffed up a little bit, but. Depending on where you're at, some some areas that wouldn't bother you at all on the lower end of the bay system on that west side. But uh, not seeing any wind at all right now. It is uh, DFC, dead flat calm. All right, let's go to Captain Mike Jeffcoat now and see what he's up to this morning. Good morning, Mike. What's up? Nothing like I used to. I'm good, man. Good to go. Fine. I made it. Uh, that is the we speak. Are you? You're on the road? Yep. On the road. That a boy. So, now I got some guys finally going to get a couple of days in offshore. Right. I need to take care of business down there and make sure they're all good. Go down there for a couple of days. Go back Saturday morning. Just in time for that wind and rain. Yeah, uh, Saturday looks rainy to us, which will probably be Sunday for you. Yes. Yeah, I've got a Monday trip, too, and I don't think it's going to happen. So. Night Norther's going to hit behind this. We're going to have a pretty good northwest wind, you know, afterwards. Yep. Boy, I'm offshore boats around here this week have uh, done good. I saw a lot of beautiful wahoo and tuna and grouper. Man. And then all the state water snapper, everybody was breaking them in. It's pretty good. Have a good day. You too. I'm here at Mike Nolan's drive-thru. The guy picking up trash. He's standing in front of my truck. Oh, it's making your sensor go off? <laughs> yeah, and he won't move. Yeah. Have a good day. Well, I'll tell you what's bad is when, uh, when you're driving down the road and somebody will lane hop on you and cut in front of yeah. you on your bumper and make your 
uh, sensors go off, oh, that's uh, close, buddy. Yep, it is. I've had them do it. So now they, now the Wahoo bite is on. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Seems um, like it, Captain. Captain, this taking these boys for me the next two days. He went six for seven on Wahoo yesterday. Awesome. He had had two yellowfin over one fifty. Wow. So yeah, the yellowfin bites on too. But oh, that's about it. Uh, I'm not doing anything till March as far as me getting on that water. Right. So, although I missed the heck of a January. So. But, you know, it's just hard to get people to go that far right after Christmas and stuff. Well, it was just so iffy, man. I mean, you just had these yeah. little short windows between systems, and, man, it's just it's hard to bring people in from other parts of the country down all the way down there to yep. sit in the lodge and watch it rain. Yep. Exactly right. Or blow. You know, <laughs> or blow. Yeah. You know, I finally got, I finally got, uh, well, Saturday afternoon and Sunday morning, we had two good squirrel hooks. We killed 30 squirrels. And, yeah, I tried getting but, you Saturday morning, but we couldn't get you. It just. No, I don't, you know, I don't understand why. I mean, I was up and outside. It just uh, wouldn't go through for some reason. No, it wouldn't go, it wouldn't go through. So. But no, Never bottom really, mic. Really, <laughs> yeah, I'm really happy with the little dog. He, uh, yeah, you said he, that little fight is working out good for you. Well, I mean, he is. He just impresses me every time huh? we go hunt. <laughs> yeah, I think he already is. I mean, he's got a few things. You know, and the guy told me when I bought him, too, that he hated armadillos. And we tried to go Saturday morning in that wind and mess and uh just stayed right there close to camp, hunted on the edge with clear cut. And I hadn't seen armadillo in the woods all year, but he managed to find seven or eight of them. And uh, <laughs> I, I just had a tracking collar on him. I didn't have a shocking collar on him, but <laughs> I finally had to put shocking collar on him to break him with that because I'm telling you, he is a he is a beast when it comes to armadillos. <laughs> he, uh, I'm talking about. I mean, his IQ goes out, and he he's gonna get in the hole. Well, one of them, he may want to go in a hole of water, and he was he was in that hole of water, and uh, drug him out of there. I mean, just crazy. Then he found two in a stump hole. <laughs> went inside the stump hole, and the stump went to kind of moving. All of a sudden, side busted out on that old hollow stump. Two armadillos come out, and he's right behind them. Lord. <laughs> uh, anyhow, but Saturday evening, Sunday morning, there wasn't no warm fellas where we were at. But I had a shock collar on him, too, so I, I'll break him with them warm They were fun to watch. But, well, I tried that. I had a couple of duck dogs in a row that were just nutrient rat obsessed. And <laughs> I even had one I'd pull up, you know, I'd be in a bio pulling up to a bank to, uh, you know, dock so we could get out and walk to the blind, and he would dive off the front of the boat and go underwater in 10 feet of water and grab a nutrient and come up with it. That's crazy. It just, there wasn't a, and, oh, bleeding all the time, bites all in his face right. and his lips, and just, you know, and I couldn't break him with yeah. that. And, and then that next dog I got, that female, she was the same way. 
and it just uh boy you talk about aggravating you'd be in the middle of a hunt and you got ducks down out there and the dog flies out of the blind and goes the other way and comes back with a rat yep get out there and get those ducks boy that's aggravating yeah shot collar wouldn't even work (laughs) i tried (laughs) really i'm Uh, frying this dog and it still won't break off that neutral rat Oh, well, listen here, he don't like that shot collar. I've, I've had to bump him a couple of times just to get his attention. He's he going to hate to. He's so friendly. He likes everybody. Uh, I mean, I think That's he thinks good. everybody's his master. Yeah, he's go. just he's, good dog. He man. ain't crazy. Yeah, he, he really is. He uh, We was on the side of an old slough, and he stays close. I mean, he don't. Well, that's good. He don't get out of sight most of the time. Now he, the furthest he's got has been like 194 yards, and uh, I looked at the, I mean at the machine to see where he was at, and I said, man, he's way out there. By that time, that machine said trees, and I heard him. And what he'd done, he'd got on a hot squirrel. That squirrel run on him, and he ain't gonna give up. So, but then another time we stood in there. Man, that dog been gone for a minute here. I said, where the heck he's at? And I looked down there at him. He was 10 yards from me. I said, 10 yards. All right. I'm wrong with the machine. By the time I heard him, barely could hear him. There was a big old hollow cypress tree on the edge of that, edge of that slough. He was inside that holler tree. Huh. I just had to laugh. Those birds went up inside that holler. Ain't nothing you can do about it. No. Call him off go find another one. And he does call off good. Unless it's really, it, you can tell when he's positive. He's got a little different bark to him, and he really jumps high on the tree. Uh, if, if it's an old tree that's hollow, you, you know you're not going to find get that squirrel out of there. It takes me a minute to call him off because he, you know, he's dead set that he saw that squirrel or whatever. But that's the only time he's a little difficult to get off the tree. But he's a lot of fun. Well, that little old fox terrier I had that strayed up to my house and stayed for so long disappeared. Really? Yep, just boom. I think a coyote or something got her. Gotta watch them go. They're bad. People don't realize. They think they don't have coyotes around, but I guarantee you they're around everywhere. Well, something got her, and she didn't get run over or anything like that. I couldn't keep her inside the fence. There wasn't no way. She she wanted under it. She would dig, and, I mean. <laughs> she gone. Yeah, she was just free-spirited, roaming free dog. You know, certain times right. of day, she just wanted out of there and roam around. But uh, she was always uh, going across the road over by the high fence, barking and going crazy all night long on, you know, hogs and everything that are going up and down that fence line and. Something got her. Right. She was quick, but she wasn't quick enough, apparently. She's gone. Sure wish somebody had taken that dog. I'd have made a heck of a squirrel dog for somebody. It's all water under the bridge now. Yeah, unfortunately. You know, that's the old deal. You never know. But, you know, that's like out there in that river bottom of the hill. He had food with a hog, he had food with a deer or nothing. I, I, I'm impressed, but... There's a lot of cows out there, and I'm, I'm glad he stays close to me. Yeah. I don't know, you know, 
but you never know. Captain is the best of them. So true. Back, back in the day when Dearman had, <clears throat> he had a black lab that was, I don't know if you'd get one any better. I mean, he was that good. He, he'd take a, a piece of pan sauce and tell him to sit down. He'd put it on top of his nose and he'd sit there cross-eyed looking at that piece of sauce until Randy told him to get it. <laughs> but he hated, he he loved him dear. And we was hunting some of them deep fingers there in the jungle back in the day. He left there on a deer one morning. And I don't know, that dog was gone nearly a week. They finally found him over in Waterwood somewhere over there. My goodness. He hated the deer. I know a guy that had a golden retriever like that, that uh, he'd put a cookie or a kibble on his nose like that, and that dog would sit there and just perfectly still and stand at attention until he said, all right, you can have it. He'd he'd just shake his head and catch it in the air and eat it. Well, you talk about the Meyer setters. Yeah, I've been around some of the Meyer setters, and people don't understand that's one of the smartest dogs I've ever been around. It pretty much do anything with them. They use a lot of the Meyer setters for tracking dogs on deer and stuff. Right. <laughs> them, them dogs, you know, the only thing about them, you got to contend with all that hair. So. Yeah. Because they a wet mess when you can use them for a duck dog. Oh, I heard that. There's no boy up there. There's a boy up there. Matter of fact, he owned Galloway's at one time. He had a big hire, sir, that was showing up dog. But, man, that dog stuck 24-7. Yeah, that, uh, man, I don't I don't know. Out of all the stinking dogs, I think a chest pig's probably the worst. Oh, yeah, that's bad, too. <laughs> I, I had one that was the, one of the best duck dogs I ever had, but, my goodness. I'd let her out of the kennel and put her in that little kennel in the back of the truck, and it, you talk about reek. Boy, about halfway through the season, it was it was unbearable. Right. <laughs> All right, buddy, I got to run, Mike. Enjoy your trip down. You be safe going back to Venice. Oh. But uh, somebody wants to call you, give them, a, give them some info. Give us a call at 832-338-9376. Catch on the web, RJ Hunting Fishing. And get ready. We're right around the corner to the 49th Annual Fishing Show. Oh, yeah, that's Everybody in two weeks. Two weeks. Yep. Valentine's Day. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, have a good one. All right, see you, Mike. All right, it's time for a break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. Well, that'll be the day when you say goodbye. Yes, that'll be the day when you make me cry. You say you're going to leave. You know it's a lie. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 518 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's run down to G-Town. Let's check in with Captain James Ploggs, check his pulse this morning. Well, it's a delay. He just dropped. How about that? He must be on the road heading to the big trout pond in the sky this morning. We'll get him back. He's uh, headed somewhere. We never lose him in general. But uh, we'll get him back up, and we'll talk about it. But, uh, you know, getting back to these trout limits and all these changes and everything, you know, another thing we need to take in consideration, there's going to be a lot of fish handled and uh, released and all that. And uh, 
you know, just by my knowledge and what I know, you know, if you've got a, probably the best way to release one of these bigger fish is just to, uh, you know, bring it up next to the boat or to you waiting and put pliers on the hook and pop it out or a boga grip in the bottom lip, which I'm not a big fan of that either, especially when you hold them up. I don't think that does them much good, but it's, I guess it's better than, than the inevitable, you know, using a, a net, when you net a fish like that, you know, right out of the water and he goes to shaking around and flopping and going crazy in that net. What is he doing? He's rubbing all that good, valuable slime off his body and messing his scales up and everything else. So that's something else we got to look at. I mean, I know people are going to continue to do it, but think about that. And, uh, you got him back. Let's go with him. Plog, what's up, man? Hello there. You there? Hey. Yo. What's going on, man? You out of cell signal area? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm good. Well. Well, what's going on? <laughs> Nothing. I'm watching this smokestack up there go straight in the air. Yeah, it's uh. Say a lot of things about the weather this morning, but it's calm. Man, it's nice, huh? <clears throat> Probably too calm. Perfect. Perfect, man. Perfect. Epic. Epic. Perfect. Yeah, epic. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, nothing, man. I went and, uh, man, I went, and, <clears throat> you know, we caught all them fish the other day. I said, man, I better go back up there and check that, see if that, uh, in my heart, I didn't think it was no good. I said, but maybe I get lucky. <laughs> we were fishing the freshwaters like right there. And so that would have been Thursday. It's Friday, I didn't go back. And, uh, Buddy, it's toast. <laughs> I mean, toast. Yeah, I looked at my, uh, you know, at Freshwater deal, at whatever you call it, that app I got on my phone, and that was solid ink, dark blue this morning. <laughs> yeah, no, I ran the whole thing. I ran everywhere. Then I just started going south from where I left from. And uh, I finally, I said, you can't drive out of it. Man, I'd stop and try to cut it up, just find some green water or something. No boy, no <laughs> That's man. a lot of water came down, man. Dude, quick, quick. <laughs> but you know, the tides are so low, make you make it out of here fast. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I started because, you know, when we found them fish, I was coming back up north, and I just got lucky. I went back here in a corner, and the fresh water's like right there. And then I'm fishing in some good water. And just got lucky, and, and e even when I went up there Monday, I said, "Man, there's no way. Maybe, maybe I get lucky." But you know, we had all that whatever kind of wind we had that blows off the channel and then blows back in there. And I was like, "Man, it's probably not any good, but maybe." Let me, you know, there ain't nobody to go ask. I got to go look. <clears throat> so, uh, no, it's it's no good. It's no good. Yeah, Charlie asked think, me uh, earlier. He said, "Well, did you get out this week?" I said, "No, I knew better." I said, "I've." <laughs> I've been fighting this my whole life. I, was, yeah. I wasn't. Well, going. I had to go. I had to go check the meat because there were so many right there. You know, I just seeing if I tried to get lucky. You know, and uh, I knew better, but I was already, you know, I just burned a day, and it. Uh, I saw all I needed to see, but it, it you know, it helped because I, I pulled back and, and uh, I went about fifty miles the other way the next day, and we caught them. I mean, it was good fishing, a lot of little fish, but you know, we caught thirty-five, forty fish. 
It wasn't bad for January, but there ain't no size. There ain't no size. But uh, it, it, it was pretty good. But, man, I spent a lot of time. I spent about three or four hours like, man, where am I fishing? I'm just fishing in a bathtub, man. I said, hey, we got we got to move. I'm either going home, going to go play golf, or we got to go do something else. <clears throat> I just kept running and ran a little bit further south. I said, you know, and where I went, I thought was trashed. I said, this probably is trashed. And I got to looking at the water, and it's, man, it's not terrible. <laughs> it's all that old two-colored stuff, Mickey. It's not, you know, it ain't, I mean, it's clear, but it's, you know, it's not clear. Ain't nothing wrong with it, but that's where the bait's at, and that's where the fish are at. We stopped several places, and <clears throat> we caught them everywhere we stopped. But there's a lot of little ones. So it wasn't terrible. It wasn't, uh, I wouldn't kill her. So we, I'm gonna go. I, I saw some stuff. We, we're gonna wait today. See if it <clears throat> might be, you know, not dragging a boat over something. See if you catch something a little bit better. Well. We caught uh, caught everything on. Uh, man, I, I fished with a hot rod all day. I, I never took it off. <clears throat> My guys were using, uh, and I hadn't. It ain't been good all year. I just ain't been throwing it. I think the water's so slamming chicken. I ought to be good. And uh, in this kind of water, and it was that, that, my guys caught everything on a slamming chicken. Little bit old idea, just take it out there and just burn it back. I mean, they, when they started snapping, they were snapping. It wasn't no grandpa. I think the water finally touched sixty. It might have been like it started out at fifty-four. It might have been sixty when I came in. <laughs> it warmed up a little bit, but I ran a lot of stuff that it's still the water still looked good, but. <clears throat> no bueno. You catch nothing. So, well. that's all I got. Caught a few reds, caught some drum, and we caught, we caught a lot of fish. I mean, it wasn't bad. But we weren't catching nothing. I spent about three hours. We ain't never had a bite. Well, it's all so, this man, fresh got... water is going to make that drum run good down in Tech City this year. Hey, here's how fast that water's moving. So <laughs> we go Monday, and it, it's toast. This is coming from Thursday. So Kenny, him and his wife just driving around, I think, on Sunday. Then all the water, you know, he drove down the dike and all that stuff. And everything, everything's cool. You know, it's calm, you know, so the water, water's nice. So we go Monday, and... What's today? Thursday. So he rode down the dike Tuesday, and that fresh water is already on the south side of the dike. Yeah, I believe. But that. it may get out of here, Mickey. It may get out of here quicker, you know, because the tides are so low. It may suck some of that water out there. But you know where I put in up there, like way, way up there, like way up there. And yeah, it's down, but the current's still running. Sure. Three, four knots. And so. But I guess it's better to have this right now than have this, you know. Oh, it's running in our marsh up yeah, the like, top end of Trinity. Well, see, like you said. It's, it's running it's so bad the catfishmen can't even fish. Yeah, well, see, that's the deal back there, you know, where I was. Man, it's like, boom, it's a rush. Here it comes. But in Trinity Bay, you know what, how you know how long it takes the water to get here, go through all that marsh, and then go out into the bay. It's, like you said, yeah. it's just now things to start nibbling over there. It's just to get nasty. Well, the whole bay turned from the south end to the north end. All of it turned brown on, what was that, Monday. 
On Monday, yeah. Yeah, Monday afternoon, it was, you could see it, it already worked its way all the way down past me, and then, you know, it just got worse as the week went on. Because yeah. Liberty just hit flood stage, what, Monday or something? Monday, I think. So, I think or Sunday two. afternoon or Sunday evening, it, uh, you know, it uh, peaked, I don't know, around four or whatever, and one of the highest uh, crests, in, you know, in history. That's just a lot of water at one time, yeah, and uh, and it, you know it just takes it takes about a week from Livingston to get to the bay. It takes a while to come on down. That's a long ways. Did, did they choke the dam back? Or, yeah, or just I hadn't. Uh, I think I checked it yesterday, and it was down to twenty eight something. Let's see what it is. Oh, okay. The last <laughs> report. Well, the lake ought to be back to it's pool down to twenty two two, and the lake is almost at normal pool now. It's only okay. uh, three one hundredths above pool, so they got rid so of that water get, quick, buddy. Right. So what you got is what you got. We'll see how long it takes it to gather, but it yeah. affects everything you do. But we had a lot of local stuff, a lot of local rain, coupled with other stuff that you know. We'll see. Even the water around my house is is clear, but you can tell it's got that little bit of. You know, a little bit of fresh water stuff to it. <clears throat> but, yeah, I was – I saw how high that river got. And where I put in, that river had come about – You well, you couldn't – like on Sunday or Saturday, you you couldn't even ramp in because it was like two foot over the pier where I tie up, almost to the parking lot. Yeah. It's a lot of water. And then that's how, that's how fast it went down. <clears throat> so – Hey, man, here's a question I got to ask you. The all that fishing they're doing down south, I ain't talking about the guys. I know other people fishing there. You do too. They had the same freeze that we had, right? Or did they have a different freeze? It was the same one, right? What, this past one? No, two years you ago. You mean in 21? Yeah. Right. And I know for a fact I was fishing down there for like seven months and never even caught a speckled trout okay so there's none there and you tell me in three years what did fish swim from they came from somewhere brother they came well, from somewhere the ones that survived thrived and uh it just no like they had to come from somewhere i don't know why the fish don't i mean they i just i don't get it i don't get it i mean well, there's just they come and got to come through them passes. You know, Cliff's there. big deal was, uh, you know, he he caught them after that freeze. But, uh, you know, that Packery Channel made all the difference in the world on that end of the bay of saving a ton of fish. And uh, I, I, he caught hey, them I was and talking, just followed them all the way down, you know, as they spread hey, out was through the year. To, yeah, I was talking to Penner. This is after that freeze. The freeze is done. The freeze is it's happening there. He's catching them. He's catching them still, and dead fish just floating around everywhere. I couldn't have done that. I'd had to leave. But anyway, but there's just man. Oh, there's mean, dead fish I, right now floating around. No, no, this or after the twenty one. Okay, yeah. After okay. the twenty one freeze, I said you're fishing right. in that. He said, yeah, I'm like man. But a lot. Well, it's kind of like what we went through in in eighty three. I mean, we had so many fish. I mean, sure, it probably killed half of them, but we had so many fish, you didn't even notice the difference. Yeah. You remember that? Remember 84? Yeah. What a year that was. Jeez. Yeah, for sure. For Behind sure. a 12-day freeze. 
And it uh, it just is like I told Charlie after the 21 freeze. Well, y'all catching him up there yet? I said, well, Charlie, y'all, you seen any dead fish? I said, well, hey, the deal is nothing from nothing equals nothing. If you ain't got nothing to start with, you sure as the hell don't have anything after it's over with. <laughs> <laughs> man hey i wonder all the fish we was they, all the fish that was up north there i guess they gotta go somewhere or you think they'll just go down there 45 foot and just sit there i don't know that's that's the million dollar question we've seen anybody would know would be would be you and i, well, I was i've seen them that. move and i've seen them stay put it just depends on the extent of the flood how long it hangs on and keeps pushing that water i mean because when you envelop a water column from the top all the way to the bottom of just pure mud fresh water and and that current running sure that it's going to push the bait and the fish are going to go with it but then once it it ebbs you know it, it crests well then where's the salt water layer at that's that's the that's the big deal is finding where that uh, salt water layer and that fresh water layer are meeting and that's usually where those fish will stop and then as the right. tides come back and the water salinities pick up They'll just stay on the bottom and feed under it. You know, it's kind of like, hey, the wonder, old, you know, we'd look in our prop wars. We're seeing good, clear water coming up through that dirty water. We're fishing. It, they're still there. They're they're there. Hey, I did that a lot. I stopped several times. It just cut me a 360 if I dig that green water up down, what, four foot, three foot, when you make the turn right there. Mm-hmm. Nothing. So I went around a corner where we used to fish years ago going back south <laughs> down that way. <laughs> I come around Marcus Point and I went, "What am I doing, dude? It's as far as I can see." Then I kept going like I had good sense. I said, "Nah, man, I'm done. This is it. I'm I'm gone." <clears throat> I mean, but it is what it is. But at least it made me get out of here fast, you know. Well, <clears throat> it'll, definitely... it'll create a good uh, ship channel spring for us. We can get the wind to lay down because those currents come back up that channel pretty good. It funnels all that salt water back to us. And then you got to start your spring out there instead of on the flats where you want to be, you know. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe that'll help. Seen that, yeah, seen that the, dozens of times, man. Yeah, it'll be some kind of silver ladder somewhere. It'll be good. It'll be good. That's true. But uh, You're right. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, we got we got plenty of stuff to catch. Like I say, nothing, no size. It, it's the same fish that I left there when it flooded in October. <clears throat> but there's a bunch of them. I was, I was kind of surprised about that. Yeah. <clears throat> but, you know, but I was trying to do, I was not wasn't trying. I was doing it out of a boat, dragging the boat half the time on the ground. You know how it works. And we were still, so, man, they got to be pretty thick, me doing all this stuff. <clears throat> so we'll see today if it's any good or any better fish anyway. Well, all you can do is try. That's it, brother. You don't know till you do it. You got to try. You don't know till you go, bro. You know that. That's it. Well, I didn't go this week because I kind of knew <laughs> the inevitable. I could see it before my eyes and going, man. Oh, yeah. Well, I just way. had to go. Ch- yeah. But the water's coming back. I don't know what it is, 60. But but see, some days like this, when I'm fishing this dead calm, might be all right. But I, I don't like this dead calm. But it looks like a little cloud, so maybe it'd be all right. Dead calm and sunny, it really ain't too good. But it looks like a no. little clouds out there. Yeah, you got cloud cover. That's that'll work. The only time <laughs> I like it real clear like that, you know, a lot of light is when the water's off color. That helps with sunlight yeah, for penetration sure. for visibility. Yeah. But and this water ain't killer. It's all t- you know, tea color. But hey, the air clear water that's all good and nice, dude. You might as well be. I 
Bible fish in your bathtub. I'm That's like, what Hillman hey, said. I did, I did that for like three hours, and I'm looking at my guys. I'm looking at my wife. And, you know what? I, I might go play golf. This ain't this. working then, out. <laughs> yeah, but then I got mad. Then I'm like, man, I'm fixing to find something. Y'all need to hang on. I'm gone. Let's go. Got you. <laughs> we went to driving, man. All right, buddy. Well, hey, throw right, that buddy. valuable number out. Somebody wants to go to bottom in style. How they get a hold of you, man? We can sure do it, buddy. Four nine seven seven one seven three zero six. All right, buddy. I know you're right, you're a, we'll you're a grinder. You. You'll try anything <laughs> later. But, uh, later. <laughs> All right. All right. That's Captain James Plog down in G Town. Well, I need to take a moment to tell everybody about Boyd's One Stop. They're the home of the supercharged, super slimy powerhouse croakers. They're located right at the base of the Texas City Dyke at 227 Dyke Road. If you're looking for quality live bait for your next fishing trip, look no farther than Boyd's. From their tanks to your live well, that bait's as good as it can possibly be, and there's no better way to live your tournament fish than with the oxygen response system. Check them out firsthand at the store. They have them on display, all their different size bottles. They've got the regulators, diffusers. They refill your bottles there at the store. For more info, call Jason at 281-701-8107. And while you're by Boyd's, check out all their wild-caught gush shrimp. No farm-raised or any of that at Boyd's. It's all good stuff. And uh, they got a little crawfish working right now, so check price and availability for that. Just go to boydsonestop.com or call them at 409-945-4001. And when you do, please tell them Captain Mickey sent you. When the sun beats down and burns the tar up on the roof. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. It's 540 here in the Bayou City. All right. Let's run back to G-Town. Let's jump the bridge and head over and talk to Captain Michael Marquez. We just call him Sharky. Sharky, what's up? What's up, buddy? Oh, you sound a little, uh, a little gravelly this morning. <laughs> Long trip, huh? Oh, I'm gravelly, man. I'm gravelly. That's 400 miles of wind to the face. And, oh, my gosh, what a trip, though. We had a blast, man. We had a blast. It was uh, super nice getting out there. And, man, I guess I hit a little bit of a, of a wind pocket yesterday coming in. I timed it the worst timing ever. I think by like three o'clock, everything was going to just be gorgeous, super, super flat. But there was a little bit of like some wind coming in from the, uh, coming in from the, uh, which side? I don't even, west. yeah, coming in, that's right, coming some in, west yeah. wind. And, uh, you know, it wasn't nothing, but man, it was enough to slow me down about 20, 25 miles an hour for a good 40, 50 miles and chop up real, real hardcore there for a little bit. Um, but man, what, I mean, it was just flat when we left. It was gorgeous, 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 gorgeous. Yeah. I saw the pictures you sent me. I couldn't believe how flat the Gulf looked. It looked like a lake. Oh yeah. I mean, it was just, man, it was such a, it was such a blessing to be able to take the guys out and have a good weather window. You know, they'd never experienced anything like that. So. You know, man, it was just uh, all the stars aligned just right for us to be able to go out there and do that. You know, yeah. I'll tell you what, I'm I'm feeling it today. 
<laughs> oh, buddy. Well, at my age, if I'd have made a marathon like that, I would not be answering the phone this morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, if my mind or, or, or my talking's a little bit slow, just, uh, yeah, don't hold it against me too bad. Because, man, I don't think uh, – I think I was up for like 41 hours straight or something, man. Oh, it was how crazy. How do you do that, man? It was, it was, yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. You don't even have a coffee maker last... on board, huh? <laughs> well, dude, the worst part is, is we, we ordered, you know, I've got a Starlink, so that's how I'm able to, you know, talk and, and uh, right. do the internet thing out there. So I thought I was going to be real smart and order a, uh, a hot pan, like an electric one, that I could plug into the 110 converter, right. you know, um, or my 110 outlet on the boat um, that that I run the Starlink off of. Well, I mean, <laughs> because that reason, we got, you know, jalapeno poppers. We got, the, you know, the eggs for the morning, the bacon, the whole nine yards. We get out there. I'm like, y'all hungry, man? Let's whip up because we had we had a – we had already caught some nice wahoo, and now we're at the tuna grounds, you know. Like, man, let's cook up some dinner real quick. I go to plug in that thing into the 110 converter. It sparks on me. I oh, guess the voltage on that. Yes. Oh, yes. Boy. So, you know, we put uh, old Jetty James, JJ, in charge of getting the snacks, you know, and we were really planning on eating food, you know, like good food. And uh, we had a loaf of bread, some cheese, <laughs> like half a pound of uh, of turkey, if that, uh, chips. You know, that's it. I mean, that's it. 40 hours later, I'm like, you are never going to be put in charge of the snacks again. I promise you that. Should have been three loaves uh, of bread and about five pounds of turkey. And I'm telling you, man. We were. <laughs> I look over. It's about three thirty. Daily slash so, one little thin piece of turkey on that sandwich, buddy. Let I mean, it was over. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, it was terrible, man. But Gluten we had so fishing. much fun. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Those wahoo were going nuts out on the gardens. Just nuts, Mickey. Man, it was I've crazy. Been, I've been man. carving up one of them tuna and had me some sushi working out there. You get hungry enough. Oh, heck yeah. You already know we did. We Surely did. Surely you didn't forget the wasabi. <laughs> no, we got the soy sauce and soy all that sauce good stuff and wasabi, out there. bring it, man. We had fun, man. That tuna bite was was treacherous. At uh, We went over to Gunnison, man. It was brutal, brutal, brutal. There was 12, 14 boats out there. Okay. I saw maybe one or two blackfin caught. I saw maybe one or two yellowfin get hooked, but nobody – I didn't see one yellowfin hit the boat. At about 2 a.m., 2.30, there was only about six out of the 12 or, or 12, 13, 14 boats that were there. Everybody else had drifted off into the distance or, I don't know, you know, went to sleep or I don't know what they were doing, moving spots. But, man, it wasn't until 3.30 in the morning um, that we got our first hit, you know, and – that was, you know, about an hour and a half later, we picked up our second yellow fin, and that was it, Mickey. I mean, that was it. It was just one of those nights that they were not there. You know, they were not on. So Right. 
we were grateful to get two, you know. And then I was talking to Bill called Bill Platts called me when I was out there, and he's asking about how it went. And I told him we had two, and he's like, "Man, I mean, shoot, on a night where they're not eating, you know, you got to be happy with that. You got to be happy with at least sticking two of them." So. You know, I was beating myself up a little bit, you know, one of the guys that catch a whole bunch. And, but, you know, we I were grateful. Not to when I was catching Wahoo like you did. Boy, those were beautiful. Man, those were some big <laughs> fish, man. Man, they, they were awesome. I'd fish. rather eat one they of those awesome. than a tuna, I promise you. Man, I love yeah. I love Wahoo steaks. Well, I got you some. I'm going to have to link up with you here and get, and get you some because we got plenty. I bet you do. Boy, what a. We got plenty. What a beautiful sight. Those things were yep. long. Man, they were, dude, they were, yeah, they were good fish, man. You know, it's hard. Pictures don't really do those fish justice, you know, but I'm going to tell you, I mean, I, it took, it takes everything well, in you to hold to up. Well, it's take you know, a fish had... like that and hold it up and shove it through the lens, you know. That's, that's the <laughs> yeah, real deal yeah. there. It's not like taking a four-pound trout and shoving it through the lens and calling it a six yeah. or seven, you know. Yeah, that fish, I mean, it's it's all you got to hold that thing up, you know, to get its tail off the ground. I mean, it's that's a freaking fish, buddy. That's a fish. Oh, what a, what a blast. Did you catch any man. grouper or anything? Yeah, we hit a couple nice grouper. Yeah, we had some, we had a couple grouper. We had a, uh, a yellow mouth, yellow mouth grouper and a, uh, a big, I mean, a big scamp grouper. I right. picked us, I picked that scamp grouper up on, uh, on a jig. You know, the heck of it is we go, we, we don't start grouper, really grouper fishing until, you know, the end of the trip. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if I would have thought or used my brains, I guess I would have done it at the beginning because man, we killed so many, uh, uh, jigs. We lost so many jigs, you know, trying to catch blackfin with all those barracuda and everything at oh, the rigs boy. that, uh. Man, we had, by the time we started grouper fishing, we had <laughs> like three jigs left on the boat. Man. The first drop, I caught a grouper. Second drop, I, I had a giant grouper on. He took me back down, broke me off, you know. And, I mean, we just lost those three jigs pretty quick on the, you know, on the re, on the big structure we were fishing for them. So, that kind of stunk, but uh, we ended up popping two grouper, you know, real real nice fish, and uh, and a uh, couple yellowfin, and seven, I think seven or eight wahoo. So, it was good, man. Yeah, it was. It well, was fun. You got, you got your weather window you were hoping for, you know? Well, heck yeah. Well, I saw a we lot sure of state, state snapper photos. Well, everybody Boy, I did too. That, man, everybody went... You know, out in state waters and caught their snapper. Beautiful fish. Man, I was seeing those pictures too. How cool is that? I mean, it's the yeah. perfect time to do it. I mean, oh yeah, it's perfect weather this week for that, and I'm glad everybody got got to go enjoy that. That's uh, that's something you don't see much this time of year. Get a window like this, and everybody oh yeah, bring home some good, tasty offshore fish. Yeah, it was a blessing, man. It really, really, really was. Gets me excited for summertime to get back offshore and go hammer them down again. But well, those dependable Hondas got you out there and back. No issues. That's good. That's good stuff. What do you make? Boy, they sure did. Four hundred mile round trip. Yeah, it was probably probably a little bit over it. I know we burned. Uh, 
we got back on right at about 50 gallons of fuel left in the boat and that was with a hundred gallon fuel bladder that we burned through you right. know so we we ran like oh man 500 gallons yeah. 500 gallons of fuel through the boat right that's a that's a haul buddy it is that's a haul and you're oh, running man, what three two fifties yeah trip two fifties I was getting you know I was actually doing pretty all right on fuel i mean you you we're talking we had uh i don't know nine hundred pounds of ice on the boat right <laughs> I mean, and all your gear you and know guys I mean that's a lot of weight brother a lot yeah weight. you're talking about a lot of weight and I was getting i mean I was still seeing one on there, so I was getting one, which is one you know one mile per gallon that ain't bad for three engines it it wasn't bad for it, it wasn't bad, but the dependability, you know, I mean, it's just unmatched, you know, just unmatched. I know I'm going to be able to make it out, and I know I'm coming back, baby. That's it. That's all that matters. So that's it, brother. All right, it was, dog. Uh, well, I'm glad you got up to take my call and fill everybody yes, sir. in what's going out in the, on in the blue water. If somebody wants to call you, Sharky, about getting with you guys and doing some fishing this year, give them some info, bud. Well, heck yeah. We'd love to have you guys, man. Hop on our website. It's Outcast Fishing with no G, charters.com. It's Outcast Fishing Charters.com. You can check out our trip packages, pricing, and availability right there on our website. And we'd love to have you guys out. Go make some memories with you. And, uh, man, it's just going to be an awesome year. Um, year get, yeah, yeah. We Hey, we did unblock our offshore bookings to be, uh, so they're bookable now. Usually okay. we don't do that until late March. So just wanted to mention that anybody who's listening that wants to go offshore, those bookings are open. And so hop on there and get booked up. We'd love to have you guys. All right, buddy. Well, Sharky, I All appreciate right, so it. Rest no up. No problem, get man. Ready for the next one. All right, buddy. Next I'm week doing looks it. pretty See good, you. too. <laughs> oh, I'm go- I'll go again. No problem. I Let's know go. you will. All right, buddy. You have a good <laughs> day, right, Sharky. See you, man. You too. All right. All right, that's Captain Michael Marquez down in G-Town. All right, it's time for the end of the show. Can't believe it already. So uh, we'll be back in the morning bright and early at 4 a.m. right here at Sports Radio 610 KILT Houston. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 